Nope, we don't need to speed up the process. We don't need to nuke this. You know why? Because this is the non-microwave truth. I am C.L. Whiteside, and this is brought to you by Time of Grace Ministry. I want to just start off by saying thank you. Thank you to the people that have hit the five star, the people that have left reviews, the people that have left something in the YouTube comment section. I appreciate that greatly. And some of you are like, does that even matter? It matters from the standpoint of some people will base if they listen or watch the podcast off the rating or they'll look at the reviews. And it's like, all right, I'll actually check this podcast out because I'm not going to lie to you. If I saw a two star, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not, I'm not going to listen to it. Like our time is just too precious. So I appreciate the people that have written reviews, hit the five star. Hallelujah. And if this is your first time tuning in today, don't even worry about hitting the five star because I know some of you like, man, you got to earn my five star. And I'm cool with that. We cool with that. All right. But. Tune into a couple episodes, and if you rock with the uh, rock with the podcast, hit the five star or leave a review. We appreciate that greatly. Because at the end of the day, we just want more people to hear God's word. We want people to hear the non-microwave truth that we want them to hear God's truth. Now, enough of that. Let's get into our first world problem today. Our first world problem question is this. What version of the Bible do you listen to and why? Some of you are thinking, I don't even read the Bible. Well, you're going to, we're going to talk a lot today about why you should get in the good book. Why should you get in the good book? But in this first world problem, I want you just to think about what version of the Bible do you use and why? Now, I use about probably four or five different versions, but the main one I think I use or what my, my Bible app is set to is the NIV version. I think that's just because that's what I grew up with. Now, the cool thing about the Bible app is that it allows you to highlight a verse and you can compare it to other versions. So other versions that I look at, too, are the NLT, the ESV. I think it's like the NASB 2020 and NIV UK. Like it's just a little different. Like it'll say something like instead of saying return, it'll say bring back, which I think is just interesting. But, yeah, I look at all those different versions. But the main version I probably use is the NIV. And I think that's just because that's what I grew up with. But I want to hear from you. What version of the Bible do you prefer? And do you know why you prefer that version? Let me know what you think. We'd love to hear from you on Instagram or Twitter. Handle is championlife23. And then you also can let me know on TikTok or YouTube. Leave it in the comment sections. What version of the Bible do you use and why? And this is our first world problem. It is dinner time. The title of our episode today is Get in the Good Book. I know some of you are thinking, are you talking about the book Too Late or Fourth Wing? Nah, I'm not talking about that book at all. Matter of fact, I don't even know what those books are about. I just Googled New York Times bestseller and I saw Too Late and Fourth Wing were like one and two or they were on number one in a lot of different categories. But I'm not talking about the book. You know what book I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Bible. The Bible is the good book. And this doesn't matter if you feel like, man, you have a really good pastor, you have a mediocre pastor, you want to get in the good book, you want to get in the Bible yourself. And, and why is that? Romans 10 verse 17 tells us, it says, consequently, faith, faith, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. Now, you could have stumbled across this podcast because God wants you to hear this message. He wants you to build your faith. You also could have stumbled across this podcast because God is finding you. God wants you to hear his gospel. You, Hey, I'm telling you, let's look at a different passage. 
John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. I'm going to go to the ESV version. It says, so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And it's so many lies out here. So many lies out here. So it's like, how do you distinguish or how do you know what truth is? You know what truth is because of God and what he tells us. This keeps you aware of like, what's the Antichrist or who's the Antichrist? Who are who are false prophets? Because people will tell you a bunch of different messages. And it's like, well, how do you know who's telling the truth or not? You got to go to what God says. And if it matches up with what God says, that's how you know it's the truth. Because we even have people who are promoting messages, even even pastors promoting messages who might say something like, you got to earn faith and you got to do so much to get the Lord to do this for you. And you're like, wait a minute. Um, let me check that out. Ephesians 2 verse 8, 9. It talks about it being a gift. It talks about it being free. It talks about the Holy Spirit bringing this to us. It doesn't say that we have to earn it. It says it's by grace. So which one is it? Oh, it's it's God's word. That's what it really is. Or looking at Hebrews 4 verse 12, this gives us another reason on why we should read the Bible. It says, for the word of God is alive and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. We have so many different thoughts. We have so many different feelings that come across us, right? And at times we think just because I felt it or I think it, that makes it right. And that's not true. We take our thoughts, we take our attitudes, we take this and we go to God's word and we say, should I be feeling this way? Should I be thinking this way? Does that does this mean my attitude is right? And if it goes against God's word, you know, like, oh, no, nah, this ain't right. Even though I feel it and I want to do this, I shouldn't do it because we know what God's word is. But you only know what God's word is by reading God's word. Another passage on why we should read the Bible. Second Timothy three, verse 16 and 17. God speaks to us through his word. Listen to what it says. It says all scripture, all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And I want to go to that first thing of teaching. We're being taught. We're being taught by this world so many times. So it's like we should pick our teacher. We should pick the best teacher, the one who's actually going to tell us the truth, the one who actually loves us, the one who wants the best for us. God, God and his word. Let's let that teach us. Um, when we go to correcting, we need to know when we are wrong, because a lot of times we don't necessarily know. And if you look at different things in, in the world, that changes like night and day on what's right and what's wrong. God's word gives us an absolute truth and tells us when we are wrong and it tells us when we are right. And in that training part, man, that's one of my pet peeves, because people will let like they'll let anybody train them in, from a standpoint. Like I hate when people use whoever to state their point or to try to make themselves look better when we really have to look at God's word to see, all right, what is the standard? This is what it is. We don't just want to compare it to, to any and, and, and every person because that'll have us sent off. It definitely will have us sent off, sent off. And on this episode of Get in the Good Book, some of you might be wondering, like, where do I start? Like, OK, I want to read the Bible. Where should I start? Well, if you randomly like, all right, I'm just going to start reading the Bible. A good place to start is in one of the Gospels. And one of the Gospels would be Matthew, Mark, Luke or John. And the reason I say that is because you learn about Jesus. 
You learn about our Savior, our, our Messiah. You see what he has done for you. You see how he has gifted us with salvation. You see how he has declared us not guilty. But you see also how you should be condemned and how he had to die and he had to go through all that stuff for us. So that, that's a great place to start. Another place to start is like when you listen to different messages, you listen to different sermons, you listen to different podcasts. A lot of times the people will tell you like where they got their message from, like where in scripture. It's super good to go back and, and read what they were actually talking about. And that's one of the reasons if you look at the notes on this podcast, I always try to put where I got the scripture from so that you can actually go read it for yourself because God might talk to you just a little different way. And that still could be a hundred percent accurate and, and right. And shout out to Erica for telling me to do that. Put the, putting the um, episodes, not the episodes, putting the, the passages in the episode notes. So yeah, always go back and read that and read it for yourself because it's, it's a good practice to, to get involved in. This is why it's good to listen to different godly messages because when you hear those different messages, that gives you a better chance at getting the scripture in its entirety because most of the time people are not going to use the exact same scriptures. And then also, let's say they only use like a verse or two and you're not sure about like, man, is that the way they were supposed to use it? You can go read some verses before and you can go read some verses after it to gain more context. And a lot of times it'll even have a reference note in the Bible where it says, all right, you can find this being said in this place or it gives you more clarification. So that's just another reason to to look at different godly messages and look at the Bible in its entirety. And then also to think about um, the Bible app. The Bible app is very good from the standpoint that it can be short and sweet and to the point. It can get a you can get a verse of the day that you can just go through every day. A good practice, good habit. Pastor Mike was on there July 15th. Go back and listen to it. Two minutes. It's a two minute little blurb, two minute summary. He broke down the verse. Awesome. It, it was good. Pastor Mike, Cole, I think he does one take. It probably only took him one take to do the video he did. Sometimes when I be sitting up here taking four, five, six, seven takes. But that's a topic for another day. But yeah, the Bible app is super good in that way. And also with the Bible app, you can also compare the different versions like I, I mentioned earlier to see like, oh, this version says this, this version says that. It's pretty much the same thing. But actually, I understand this version better, though. So that's just something to, to check out. And a big thing to do when you having conversations with people and they start quoting or saying certain things you think are biblical, you should just ask them like, OK, where do you find that in the Bible? And a lot of times people can tell you like, hey, you find it in this section, you find it in this portion of scripture, and then you go read it for yourself. And sometimes you'll see like, man, this this is in here. Okay, I understand what they're talking about. And every once in a while you see see or say like, this person took that out of context because I read the 10 verses before it and I read the 10 verses after that. And that's not what it meant. It did not mean that at all. But that's something to do. And like I was saying, I love to use the Bible app and the Bible that I personally have is the NIV Life Application Study Bible. And the good thing about that Bible is it has tons of different notes in there. It breaks down the scripture and it tries to give you application on how it applies to today. Now, one thing I, I don't necessarily like is every once in a while, I'll find something that I'm like, doctrinally, I don't agree with this or I don't think this is right. But what can I do then? I can go research it. I can go look at different things. And that's something where I, I think we got to compare to like people that are trying to lose weight. When people that are trying to lose weight, you know what they do? They get a trainer. They do tons of research. They get on YouTube. They out here Googling stuff. We can do that same thing with, with God's word. What are our trainers? Uh, different pastors, people that you trust. Um, you can research. Sometimes you just see somebody that you feel like is, oh, they in shape. Let me go ask them about that. Then you go talking to them. You're like, oh, that person has surgery. It's not really what I thought it was. It's the same thing with, with God's word. Sometimes you think somebody might have it together and you have a conversation with them. You're like, yeah, this is not what I thought. 
but you don't know unless you ask. And something that I remember is someone speaking to me about and they they thought they were putting me on game with something in the scripture. But they were like, you know, angels. Back in the day, like in Genesis, angels used to have sex with the humans, and that's how they got this thing called the Nephilim. And I'm like, hmm, where does it say that in the scripture? Oh, it's, it's in Genesis, you know, chapter four, chapter five, chapter six. OK, let me go read that for myself. Now, the thing that the person did tell me that was like in the old version, the King James version, is the Bible used to use the phrase new. And when it said this person knew that person in a lot of context, it meant they were having sex. They were getting busy. They were knocking boots. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. And then when I actually read the scripture, I'd be like, yep. It, that that actually is true. And what I'm talking about with that is this is like the King James 21 version, Genesis 4, chapter 4. It would say something like this. It would say, and Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And knew meant they were having sexual relations. That's literally what the NIV just says. Now it says they had sexual relations. But what I was talking about with the, the angels and the humans having sex, that's not in the scripture. But what they were doing and what they thought, they looked at the phrase sons of God and they took that as that's fallen angels. But that's not fallen angels. That's descendants of Seth. Seth was the son, one of the sons of Adam and Eve, where the Savior was coming from. So that's what they talked about with the sons of God, the descendants of Seth. And then they had this phrase daughters of humans. That would be descendants of Cain. That would be unbelievers. And this is what the scripture says. It says this. Genesis chapter six, verse two through four says the sons of God saw the daughters of human humans were beautiful and they married any of them they had chose. Then the Lord said, my spirit will not contend with humans forever, for they are mortal. Their days will be one hundred and twenty years because you got to remember back then they were living like eight, nine hundred thousand years. And God was like, nope, no more of that. Hundred twenty max. It goes on to say the Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterward. When the sons of God went to the daughters of humans and had children by them, they were the heroes of old men of renown. And that sons of God, when you really get to look at that scripture, you're like, that's not talking about fallen angels. In a way, it really doesn't even make sense, because if you are sons of God, would you be a fallen angel? Like, no, you would not be. And it's more so talking about the descendants of Seth. It was talking about believers mixing with daughters of Canaan, like, ooh, she's so fine. I got to have her not caring about the, the character and only looking at the outside. It was it was the the it wasn't the it wasn't the beauty, you know, it was the, you know. Yeah. But all right. And then the Nephilim, the Nephilim, they said would mix with angels and, and people. But that's that's not right either. And one version even has giants and they could be giants. But the Nephilim really were getting at are some dudes who were just gangster, who were thugs, who were who were cowboys. And they were like the popular, cool people of that time. Because you got to remember, this was an evil time. So the people that they looked up to were like the tyrants, the people that were running wars, the people that were just taking over everything. And that's what it's really getting at with Nephilim, because they were just cold in battle. They were beast in war. And yes, but when you look at a different passage, you can kind of see like this wouldn't make sense either. Uh, Matthew 22, verse 30, that rules out the idea that angels married humans because Jesus talks about like, you know, one day we will be like the angels and there will be no more marrying or anything like that. So that's where you got to allow scripture to interpret scripture. But that's not something people might not know. They might just take that as face value when somebody talks to them. But when you actually get into scripture, when you actually do a little research, you like, no, that's that's not accurate. Angels did not have sex with humans and then create these super people and superpowers. It didn't happen. I see why people got confused, but 
that's one of the reasons we we get in the word. Now I want to wrap this episode up of getting the good book. And I just want to remind you on why we should get in the good book. Reading the Bible. When you read the Bible, you will see all of us are sinners. You will see that yourself is a sinner. You will see that there's only one who was not a, a sinner, one exception, and that's Jesus Christ. And also when you read the Bible, you just see how damaging sin is. You see that sin makes us or sin allows each and every one of us to be deserved to be condemned. But because of what Jesus has done, we're, we're declared not guilty. And, and when I think about this, getting in the word is, is so special because God, the, the Holy Spirit, he can talk to us for real through it. And there have been things in the scripture that I have read like 10 different times. But one time I might get convicted and I might be like, dude, I suck. Like, man, I'm, I'm horrible right now. And I, I will read it and be like, I need to make some changes. I am on the same path as this person that I'm reading about in the scripture. I'm going to mess around and get humbled. I'm going to mess around and get knocked on my bottom. Or man, I can see some of the consequences of my sins right now. And I can literally see that in scripture and I can, the Holy Spirit is convicting me on it. Now it can be another time where it's like, you know, the enemy is whispering to me like, you're not forgiving. You're not good. You don't have the gifts. You don't have the talents. And I'll read and look at scripture and I'll be like, man, this person thought the same way as me. But look at how the spirit equipped them. Look at how God lifted them up. Look at how God still used them. Look at how they were still broken and God still made them whole. God still made them complete. So man, I can have the hope. I can have the security just like this person who was going through the same thing. And then sometimes you look at it, it's like, man, I needed to be reminded of this, uh, these, these promises. And then sometimes it's like, I needed to be reminded, like I'm being a little too arrogant. Like I'm about to get knocked on my butt. I need to get off my high horse. And that's amazing because it can be the exact same scripture, but the Holy Spirit will speak to me differently when I'm reading it. And that's just an awesome thing on why we want to get into the Bible, because of how the Lord can speak to us, how the Lord can show us how much he loves us. And sometimes he can tell us like, hey, you better get your stuff together. And this is the non-microwave truth. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Get in the Good Book. Peace punch, Captain Crunch. They know the drugs and yes to Jesus. I am out.